Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So every week or in every video, I like to do a little shout out to my subscribers, especially the active ones. And this week, just like last week, I have picked out someone I'm going to do a shout out to. But you know the rules, we have to get through the story and I'm going to tell you who it is at the end of this video. So don't go anywhere, just stick around. 22 year old Farouk Osilalu was missing and then later found dead and badly decomposed. Uh, something bad happened to this young man and we don't know yet. So on September 17th, Farouk was working for Sedan Services when he dropped off his last rider just a little bit before midnight. And then after that, no one heard from him, no one saw him. But then the next day, his brother said he called his line and then a homeless man picked it up and said that he found his phone uh, near uh, John Hopkins Hospital. Now this is strange because this is a man that has been walking all day the day before and all of a sudden he went missing and his phone was found uh, near the hospital according to this homeless man. The, the other strange thing is that his wife, Elena Singleton, reported him missing day, 10 days later. Now, I don't know what the situation is with this. I'm just uh, going by the report that is officially available on the internet. But it was said that his wife reported him missing 10 days later. I don't know if they live together or if they live in separate places, but I don't know why it would take that long for her to report him missing. This is just me walking down the line. The first one is that a homeless man picked up his phone after he went missing without a trace. And the second thing is that his wife reported him missing 10 days after. Alright, so let's look at the other stuff. So on September 29th, which is uh, 12 days after the report that he was missing, uh, the police called his wife to let her know that they found Farouk's car but it was in the possession of a man and a woman. Now, we don't know who these two suspects are. And of course, the police took them in for interrogation, but then let them go because they did not have enough evidence. I don't know what you think about this incident, but I think there's something that someone is not saying. There's something strange in, in this whole uh, story. We talk about a lot of missing people, and I always maintain that people don't just go missing. People don't just go missing. Something happened to them that we might not be aware of. But as time goes on, as investigation unravels, we get to find out that there is more to the story than what's being shared. Talking about this 
little point here that the police found Farouk's car. Now remember he's been missing for 12 days after you know going by the time that his car was found he was missing and then all of a sudden a man and a woman were found in his car. We don't know who these people are and then the next thing they were taken in for interrogation but the police let them go because there was not enough evidence to hold them, you know, to, to, to keep them in custody. What does this mean? How do you, did, how, where did they get the car? A car is not like an orange that you pick up from the roadside. You don't just take a man, where did they find the car and why were they driving it? Did they report to the police that, you know, the owner was missing? Did they know the owner? Did the police find out where they found the car initially and why uh, they were in it? People don't just go picking up a car on the side of the road and then start driving around in it. It doesn't make sense. So what exactly, what exactly did they tell the police for them to let them go? I read also that one of them demanded for a lawyer. Now it started to sound like there's something suspicious that one of them is not saying. Why did the police let them go? I mean, these are two important suspects. A man went to work on the 17th of September, never came home, and the next thing, his cell phone is found in the hands of a homeless man, and the next thing, his car was found in the possession of a man and a woman that is not even related to him. And then the police had these people in custody, and the next thing, they let them go, just because they do not have enough evidence. His wife, Elena, said that the taxi services which her husband uh, was working for before he went missing are not cooperating with the police to, to, you know, to resolve the matter. They are not really responding as much as they should. Now, it begs the question, what kind of, uh, what kind of agreement or what kind of business was uh, Farouk doing with these people for them not to show that much care? It seems like there are things that you know some people know that maybe Elena was not aware of or that the police you know are just reluctant in solving this issue I mean it had this happens in September and we're already in November and we still do not have any tangible information as to what happened to this young Nigerian man Elena also pointed out that there was a damage on the front side of uh, Farouk's car so if there's a damage after the car was found then it seems like there was there was a struggle somehow or maybe he got into an accident or maybe the person who took his car bashed it into something or there maybe there was a struggle or maybe this happened long before he went missing but something happened to that car and to that young man that we do not know of so on October 4th, when the police found his body, they identified him as John Doe because he was badly decomposed and they couldn't place a name to him. And not until they, uh, you know, his wife identified the necklace that he was wearing on the day he went to work. So this man, whatever they did to him, wherever they kept him, he had been decaying for all this while until he was finally found on October 4th, uh, which was, a, you know, a couple of weeks later since his disappearance and then the police still do not have a lead and the only two people three people actually the homeless man and the two people driving his car uh, that they arrested and then let go the medical examiner is still trying to determine the cause of death 
but in the meantime we do not know anything else i don't know what you think about this incident but i think that something bad happened to this man i don't know what it is first of all he's a young 22 year old who did he pick up on that night back to those people that were picked up by the police for driving Farouk's car. The police have not told us, uh, you know, what the situation surrounding this incident was. Was the car, you know, were they driving out of, was it out of state? Um, what, what did these people say? How did they come about this car? Because it's important. We can understand the homeless man saying that he picked up the phone uh, near the hospital, but how about the people driving the car? Where did they get the car from? Where, where, you know, where was the occupant? Did they snatch it from him? Then that would be a robbery. Or did they find the car just sitting conveniently on the side of the road with the key inside and they just got in and started driving and they did not know? Which does not make sense. Why would you even get into a car that does not belong to you? Now I'm just thinking out loud. We don't know what happened here. But it's just, I just keep asking why and when. It doesn't seem like the police are going to tell us more, but we have to keep asking questions regardless. People don't just go missing. Farouk Osilalu is a Nigerian man, and I'm hoping that the Nigerian community in Maryland will come and, you know, will come together and try to, you know, put pressure on the police to do the right thing. I have reported a couple of missing persons and strange uh, killings of Nigerian men in America men and women in America and it just doesn't make sense what is going on there's usually no outcome there's usually no tangible cause of death it's just that they went missing are there no cameras in the area where Farouk went to are there no CCTV no one saw anything people usually see something what happened is it that there is absolutely no information out there is it that an alien came in and abducted this young man and no one saw anything? Or is it just that the Baltimore police does not want to do much? They don't want to stress themselves or they don't want, or maybe they have a lot of cases on their hands. Yes, this is frustrating to imagine. I can't imagine what his family is going through both in Nigeria and here in the US. I don't know what to tell you guys, but I feel like there's something that the police are not telling us. And I hope that eventually when the medical examiner finds out what the cause of death is, maybe they can walk from there. But I don't know how long it takes to find out the cause of death. This is October. Um, the, the boy was found on October 4th. And throughout then, there was, you know, it, there has not been much information out there. Like what, what killed or who killed this young man. So here's one last thought on this whole issue. Could it be that Farouk got involved with some dangerous people, some people who, uh, you know, wanted him dead eventually? Because it doesn't make sense. It does not add up that a man went to work and the next thing his body was found near an abandoned warehouse. What happened to him and who did this to him and why are the police dragging their feet? So I promise to give a shout out to one of my subscribers every week or in every video and today's shout out goes to Antonio Ude aka Raven. I see you and I appreciate you. And to those that are just joining us, I tell strange, dark and mysterious stories. Please subscribe to my channel for more videos like this. 
Thank you so much for watching and if you have any comments or story suggestion, please drop them below. Thank you and have a good day. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.